Did you know they make toy smartphones for babies now? What is that? My little dick pic? I don't know. <laughs> hey guys, it's Cameron James from the Total Reboot Podcast. Just letting you know that I'm doing an hour comedy show at the Sydney Comedy Festival April 29 to May 1 at the absolutely marvellous Enmore Theatre. It's in a smaller room, but that's not important. Book at sydneycomedyfest.com.au. There is limited seating, so please book early, baby! Sans Pants Radio, Australia's least coherent podcast network. Ben, are you making coffee? This is Total Reboot, the only podcast on the internet about movies. One, two, testing one, two. Okay, no, no, I'll have one after. Are you sure? We can wait. And this week for our Screen Ages miniseries all about teen cinema, we're doing something a little bit different. No, I'm totally fine. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm all good. Thank you. Yeah. That's 15 coffees. Alexi and I are in the presence of an actual teen icon, Ioni Sky. You know her from TV shows such as Camping and Good Girls. But before all that, Ioni was the star of teen classics. River's Edge, Gas Food Lodging, and of course, the titan of cinema that is Say Anything. It was a real privilege to get to talk to Ioni about her career and her legacy as a screenager, and we really hope you enjoy listening to this chat. Before we start, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say that you are in a very key scene to Alexi and Maya's friendship, you're mm. in uh, you're in a scene in a film called Wayne's World. Yes, mm-hmm. and that is at the core of our friendship. Our Aww. early bonding is yeah. Wayne's World. Yeah. and you're in that goddamn yeah, movie. Yeah, I know. I like. I would. I kept forgetting about that, and then like everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" Because I wasn't. I was just one scene. Yeah. yeah. So I. Kind it's the of, first scene. The first scene. Yeah. How did that happen? How did you end up? I guess I got offered it. Penelope Spear, Spears, she's so cool. I don't yeah, know if she's I my knew. hero. She's such a hero. Yeah. And that we just recently watched Decline and Fall. Oof, both, so did we. Both of them. I'd never yeah. seen the heavy metal one. Yeah. Neither had I. It's amazing. It's amazing. So yeah. cool. Um, Everyone is um, amazing, either yeah. incredibly like insightful or yeah. incredibly out of their fucking mind. Yeah. It's the best. And yeah. either way, you learn so much about how they present themselves. Just like, oh, okay, that's what you're trying to show, but that's who you really are. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. And all the girlfriends like taking care of them. And I don't know. It just is like, it's so fascinating. Yeah. But yeah, I, um, I think that was just an offer, but I was really, it's funny. I was very, I was kind of nervous because mm. Sometimes doing scenes that are um, not subtle, but it's sometimes harder. Like sometimes Mm. scenes where you're like shouting or, Mm. you know, there's like so much to do. But sometimes you overthink these like very simple. Mm. You're just like, you know, whatever that was about. Like, can I change the remote? It's like one line, but you're like Mm. thinking because it's not a splashy line. So it can be you can get in your head about it. Do you think you were cast because you represented a cool young person and the audience, us, mm-hmm. we see you saying, Hey, you should check out these guys to Rob Lowe. They're really cool. And then we go, Oh, they must be cool. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I wonder because I never thought of myself as like, a, um, I mean, I knew I was sort of like being a teen leading lady, but mm. I never, I was always sort of like what I'm, cause I'm not um, like hot. I wasn't like that type of, girl and I don't know it's just funny what you think of yourself so Mm. I was sort of like I'm playing Rob Lowe's girlfriend 
So am I, do they think I'm like this hot? And they put me in like a sexy top, but maybe mm. it was like a combo. Maybe it was just that I would be, because I don't know. Do people think me as cool then? I don't know. Yes, I mean, you're I, very cool. Now I think I'm cool, but back then. Okay. <laughs> we feel like I'm Wayne Garth right now. Yeah, yeah. We yes, took the we're bait. not worthy. We're not worthy right now. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> Well, let's go back to who you were as a teenager then, because mm. I, I know you started working quite young, but mm. um, but who were you at school? Who were you before then? What was your... I was very cool. Uh, okay, <laughs> I was, you know, I was, um, I was a terrible student. I was very, like, insecure about my, you know, like, my academic life, mm. you know. Mm. I grew up with, like, kind of, like, you know, single mom. She would, yeah, I had a couple stepdads, but I wasn't... So I was sort of like insecure in, in that way, but I, I definitely had, uh, I was, I had like, I was confident with my friend groups. What was I like? I mean, at that time, I le- thanks. This, this is, is the tiniest coffee I mean, I've ever seen. <laughs> on, the t- on the tiniest book you've ever seen. It's actually um, very cute. Um, what was I like? Okay, so it, the first movie I did was called River's Edge, mm-hmm. and I had just seen. Uh, I liked David Finch, uh, David Lynch. Lynch. Mm-hmm. Ah, right. um, so I was kind of. I can um, see that in yeah, that film, actually. Body, he, body well, on the river. Yeah, and he, but the DP, the person who shot um, uh, Blue Velvet, shot mm. River's Edge, and I remember oh, when wow. I heard that, I was like, "Oh, wow. this is cool. This oh, might cool. be good." This is a cool. And so Hopper's in that of, too. So you've yeah, got Dennis a little bit Hopper. Of a so I was sort of. Connection. I knew like movies. So I was not. I was. I was well read, but mm. I wasn't good at school because right. I, I think I just was like it. Oh, it. It just. I don't know. I was creative, more creative. So. I don't know. I didn't grow up with a da- my dad, so I was kind of a little promis- not promiscuous, but I was sort of like needy and probably like wanted the boys' attention mm-hmm. a little too much. And you know, I was sort of I wasn't like deeply troubled, but I was definitely, you know, I was kind of insecure. So anyway, but to, so doing movies was really for me. It was like really good yeah and uh and I, you were into david lynch at that age yeah i mean i think it was because um i don't know if it was there was some good i mean sydney has amazing movie theaters mm. that show really cool stuff there was also a channel called the z channel and the person mm. oh, who wow. curated it yeah. was like there was a friend of mine actually did a documentary about i've it seen that documentary oh I yeah love it. yeah because yeah. so we all grew up it was as if you were at usc film school you were just yeah. like oh. you know and my mom was sort of she knew a lot of cool films mm. she wasn't you know she was sort of like you know she wouldn't say she was pretentious or knew all these things but she just did Mm. so it was kind of i had a little bit of an education but uh yeah this this c channel was like yeah i mean we knew all these like really obscure and cool films yeah and so i don't know how why i don't know it was like I was and I, I, I wasn't like goth or anything, but I was sort of into mm. dark and you know stuff. Like that was that. the era, though, right? Yeah, that's what everyone was into, like yeah. gothy music, yeah. gothy movies. Yeah, was there were there any teen focused movies that were, I guess, that you were a fan of when you were younger? I loved the last American Virgin. I remember really. Oh, liking. I loved that movie. Is that cool? Yeah, it's sort of like it's your. It, there was such an era of these like. 
Hot Dog the movie or whatever these oh, like yeah. really mm. like gross but virginity movies virginity right? movies yeah. and that one was there was something about it that was had a mood to it yeah because it's like a movie with that title and it came from like canon films which made lots of like exploitation films yeah, yeah. so you kind of go in thinking it's going to be like a Porky's or yes, like a Porky's. very silly that's what I'm thinking of Porky's yeah, yeah. and, and I think they probably wanted it to be like that yeah but it's so <laughs> sincere and it's like got a very dark storyline yes, yes and it doesn't gloss over it the way that Porky's was it's like oh no this is a realistic take on what teen life really is like yeah and he doesn't it's funny it was sort of before maybe it was the time of the nerd you know the revenge of the mm. nerds but it wasn't like now there was all the Michael Sarah and all these like yeah. all of a sudden nerds became the heroes mm. but the lead character was neither nerdy nor like cute you know mm. he was kind of like you know this sort of he was like both it's a very cool one. movie yeah and you don't hear enough <laughs> i mean i'm, oh, I'm it. playing it like i'm saying like it's yeah. so amazing i mean it is i agree i think amazing. it's really cool it's actually a remake of an Israeli film, and oh. it was like a huge popular series called, and it's got the weirdest name, it's called The Lemon Popsicle Yeah, films. that's right, I've heard okay. of that. And yeah. then, yeah, it's just one of those things that's like such a strange American translation, I think it just, I really love that movie. Yeah. I've never heard anyone else ever talk oh, about so it. Funny. So I'm very excited <laughs> right now. Oh, good. And I would actually kind of put it together with like Say Anything as one of those like in an era where teen films have like this big commercial appeal and showing, you know, like kind of like a broad idea of what teen life is like. These were like two examples of films that I think really find this sincerity and this authenticity and this absolute, you know, for lack of a better term, like realness about them mm. that I feel like have endured so well and that for me, I connect with so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've, this is a little silly to say, but Say Anything was like maybe my favorite movie as a teenager. And like oh, that's the so teen good. movie I connected with. And I worked at a video store. You and bought that's a how trench I coat, it. I can imagine. I brought a trench coat. Oh, I used to walk yeah. around the boombox everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, it was on my shelf at the video store, like my the little Alexi section, picks. my little Alexi's picks, and so it was like all the other teams like oh, that movie was awesome. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> oh, thanks for like pushing it like that. But yeah, that movie, it's uh, people love. I mm. fi- I saw it recently for the first time in ages. There wow. was at the Tribeca Film Festival in New York. Mm. They pick mm. uh, like you know old film every year and they picked that last year for some reason oh not for some reason but usually they pick more like you Mm. know what you would think you know the french connection i don't know they Mm. pick like a classic and they picked that and then um cameron crone james brooks and john cusack couldn't be there but he was like on this giant you know teleprompter it was so weird (laughs) wizard of all style yes and i it was just strange and um it was so nice to see it I hadn't, I hadn't seen it in so long. It's funny, you, you the things that you complimented Last American Virgin for are things that I say about that film. That yeah. they are the lead, both leads. I've got a hair you lip. Can't. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main thing we say. <laughs> but yeah, the they're leads both are... sort of like, they're neither, they don't fit into any camp. Mm. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Because most of those movies from that era were the nerds versus the jocks. Right. Yeah. Or the, um, the weird Strong kids. archetypes where you could archetypes. identify yeah. like, this is the brain, this yes. is the cool, this yeah, is yeah, the... Yeah. Uh, princess i believe is an example <laughs> so was that a bit of a um a collaborative d- 
discussion between you guys early on, like how to present these characters as not being one dimensional? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Cameron Crowe, I feel like the characters were both him, mm. him, which mm. I guess writers do, but he was like a whiz kid at school, like my character. And he, you know, graduated really mm. early. And then he went on to like write for Rolling Stone at a weirdly young age yeah. and stuff like that. But I think he, and I, I don't know, I feel like it was just two sides of himself, um, which probably made them interesting. Yeah. And he did that thing where some, but only for a couple scenes where they get the actors to kind of improv and mm. then they might mm. write and come back. Mm. But he mainly, it was just his writing. I mean, John Cusack sort of agreed to do the movie kind of saying that if he, he said, can I write some monologues? And mm. he kind of built his character and right. like in the kick fighting and then he had that spiel about oh, did he the, bring the kickboxing in he too? brought the kickboxing mm. and then the i don't want to sell anything and <laughs> yeah. you know oh, yeah. um yeah that whole thing which was great i just like said my lines and just <laughs> did my thing but i don't know what i mean i met i did get an introduction with through the zappas i was friends with frank zappa's kids and mm because he's such a music guy. Yeah. Um, and Moon Zappa said to me, oh, this guy Cameron Crowe's doing a movie that's going to be great. And so she did a pre-introduction. So mm. I think that really helped me get the part. But I don't know if it, you know, I don't know what I'm saying, but just that, I don't know if we, I think he wrote the character like that. And then, then the casting, you try yeah. to mm. find people that are interesting, I guess. Yeah, the, I mean, the whole film is uh, filled with people that, you look at and go, I guess this group are all mm. pretty much the alternative kids, right? Like there's a musician, mm -hmm. there's guys wearing fedoras and cut off flannel sleeves. Yeah. I guess they're alternative, but they're also like smart and one of them's jockey. And I they're don't all know, sensitive like, it as feels well. Real, yeah, yeah. They're sensitive. Yeah, it feels like a real world, which yeah. is so unusual for a teen film. Yeah, yeah. When they treat the kids like they're, you know, yeah, it doesn't talk down people. to it at all. Yeah. yeah, I know that's that is really cool. Do you remember the first time you met John Cusack? Like, because I think your chemistry in the movie is so oh my God. incredible. Yeah, I mean, I think he came over. I was living, I had my first apartment. I was living with Anthony Kiedis in this apartment, which and and we were trying i think cameron and i were trying to get john cusack to say yes because mm. he had done a lot of teen films and he was like mm. i'm done with this yeah and i think he came over to this apartment and we were just sort of both like chatting him up like yeah. cameron and i like just like <laughs> trying to like work him but i remember us being in this kitchen it was such a weird time in my life and but i think i met him then but yeah we um i just admired him so much and mm. it's nice that he admired me just because there are so many you know it's such a kind of male world and all and the sort of like a lot of people think you know younger pretty actresses are kind of dumb or something and it was nice that he I mean he should but it was nice that he viewed me as an equal and we saw a play that um Tim Robbins 
and he had a theater company and mm. was very political. And I was mm. just, I totally went over my head. Oh, I, even just hearing it, I'm oh like, I would have struggled to know what to say. <laughs> I was just like, but I was like that night I, I had a boyfriend and then he, he didn't have his girlfriend yet, but he got one during that film. But that night I was like, Oh my God, I'm in love with him. I fell mm. in Cause I was so blown away by this play. Yeah. And, um, and then that can happen at that age. Oh right? my God. Absolutely. Yeah. When you admire talent. Anyone do something. Yes, oh, anything. Like, I'm in oh, love with that. <laughs> talent is so good sometimes. I think that's like one of my things I connected with so much about this movie because I remember I saw it just when I fell in love for the first time when I was a teenager. And just, I think what captured me about it was the dynamic you and John Cusack have where. The, even when you're just talking about him and he's not in the scene or when you're looking at him, your character, you play it with like this really, like the realest smile where just you look so happy the whole time. Uh, just, I felt that was such like a, I hadn't seen anything like that before where I just believed everything and it just felt like a real reflection of what real life is like. Yeah, it does help when you, I mean, as an actor, you're meant to just, you know, act even if you Obviously, if you don't feel it, mm. but it does help when you all really like each other. Yeah. And we all, all the young people in that film really did like each other. But I, I remember later doing this movie where this act, actress had to, there was sort of a love triangle and the mm. actor she was like repulsed by. And I was married to him and I had, and she saw me do a scene where I, yeah. you know, looked like I was into him. And mm. she was like, how did you I have to kiss him too? And I'm just, <laughs> and I said, well, it's acting. You have to, yeah. you know, either you personally, sometimes you can just find one thing like mm. just the fact that it's like a human being in your you know whatever but um yeah you the, that's the acting part is you, mm. sometimes you have to pre- you have to really you know you have to pretend you know yeah. but in some this case we sort of really did enjoy each other so we didn't we, we didn't we weren't romantic but we as we had that mm. great like admiration romance which was really nice when you were that age who were the actors that you admired well, I lo- always love old movie stars mm. like, you know, Vivian Lee and like from, you know, wow. the 40s and 50s and all of that. And then all of the, yeah, and then all the big greats from, I mean, what comes to mind, like, I don't know. I mean, I just love like Harrison Ford and all these mm. things. Mm. But then the people my age, like, because of, I liked, you know, Anthony, uh, well, I did like Anthony Michael Hall. But Andrew McCarthy or McCartney, Andrew McCartney, yeah, McCartney, who is a directs and acts. But Mm. I remember, I think I liked him from. He did, yeah. He directed one of my episodes. Did he direct you in that? Yes, and so I took a I took a picture. Us and I put it on Instagram and people mm. went berserk because I guess we're from the same. <laughs> era. I love that show and having yeah. you in it was oh god what a treat. Oh cool! But I remember seeing in one episode that there was a cardboard yeah. cutout of him in the oh, background. Like, right. What the fuck is going yeah. on? Yeah, <laughs> I think I liked him from another great movie from that era that I really liked, which was Class. Is that the one mm. with Jacqueline Bissett? I think it's it's yeah. it's Rob Lowe yeah. and his he's a rich kid and then he, they're in like a posh university together mm. and he has an affair with Jacqueline Bissett, the old, right, you know, and he right, doesn't right. realize it's mm. his new rich friend's mom. Mm. 
but it was like <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but I thank God I liked him. And yeah. in um, I also liked him from St. Elmo's Fire, which yeah. is oh, probably yeah. terrible, but yeah. I saw it like a oh, hundred times. Yeah. It's crazy. Is it that so film, bad? The emotion. But it's not even bad. It. It's great, but the yeah. emotions are over like the top everyone oh feels everything oh, yeah. it's the most teenage they're not oh. even teenagers in it yeah no but it's the most teenage feeling movie i ever. do remember the last even then thinking oh this is over the top when demi moore who was so amazing when mm. she was mm. all like coked up and with the <laughs> russian guys yeah. in the hotel but then she has like a nervous breakdown and then rob Lowe's like explaining the whole saint elmo's fire and it's you, i was so corny <laughs> But he's just like, it's like a life. It's like seeing Emma's Friday does something with like a lighter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, oh. My wife and I always <laughs> quote Rob Lowe in that film. He um he has this part when he's he's talking to whoever his girlfriend is. And he goes like, don't you give up on me in the most intense way ever. <laughs> oh my God. Very matter of fact. That is so funny. Just the mo- I've never seen Rob Lowe be intense apart from in that movie. Mm-hmm. It's great. And one of my big, huge, I was such a fan of, Brooke Shields, I think. Oh, wow, she's, yeah. she's a tiny bit older, but who knows if it was because I related. We had both have brown hair, but she was in so many movies as a little kid. And yeah. I guess because I was like about the same age. And I mean, she's like this unreal version of me because she was, you know, like this whatever. She was this uh, like unbelievable looking, but mm. she also had this innocence. And she was kind of, it was sort of a trip. But she, yeah, I really like fanned out on her. Mm. Anyway, yeah. we were just yeah. talking to um to Ben about acting because he you know, you know he acted in the Rage in Placid Lake and one thing that came up was he was saying that he was a big fan of Andy Kaufman when he was younger and that he sometimes felt like he was emulating him. Do you feel like you were emulating any of your heroes when you were younger and acting, or were you just sort of being you? Yeah, I really was just like keeping my head down and trying at first I really had imposter syndrome like Mm. I think I still do and because I didn't I didn't really I wasn't trying to be an actor and I I kind of fell into it being in LA my brother was doing it and I just ended up doing one audition and it was River's Edge and it was like one of those weird so I kind of felt like Oh, wait a minute, like, did this... I, it's the way I kind of feel being in Australia, like, mm. I got in, I'm here, <laughs> like... Uh. But, um, yeah, I mean, I did... Yeah, I, I would try sometimes to be... Like, I did this TV show, and there, I was trying to sound like um, Betty Davis, who would sometimes say her D's as T's or something like... Mm. Like, very, you know, how she yeah. sort of spoke. And mm. I remember the director saying don't do that like, <laughs> I was like okay because I was like trying something but when I I did this uh comedic part pretty recently in the show camping mm. which was yeah I uh, loved it which was yeah. um and I was like oh my god this is such a character so that was sort of the first time I studied because I know like Saturday Night Live actors and actresses sometimes mm-hmm. will study somebody that they have to be so I was really studying like Jennifer Coolidge and mm. watching, you know, like God. these sort of brilliant, Isn't she incredible, she's amazing. Mm. She's kind of got to yeah. be one of the great character she's actors. Really, is amazing. Yeah. Oh my God! Um, and a few kind of, you know, comedic actresses to sort of absorb. And I was, it was the first time I sort of watched other people and tried to. And also the ma- the char- the actress who played in the English because it was taken from an English mm. series. Yeah. So I watched her. It was the first time I sort of was like trying to copycat and. Mm. Um, 
you know, really just absorb and like, you know, that kind of straightforward, very gullible. Although I, ha- I am like that. Yeah. Part of me. So <laughs> I don't know why, but I don't, you know, I'm starting to see it because yeah. I know there's something there that I can use as an actor yeah. more and more, but I kind of, it's, I'm still discovering it. I wanted to ask you a bit about comedy because um, I've noticed that you've kind of started heading that way with your career. And I think it's such a great decision because you bring a really unique presence to the mm. screen in comedies. And I think it is the openness. Yeah. And I also think it's the fact that you're a real actor and you're not <laughs> some comedian who's trying to be funny, you know, yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. it's very real. Yeah. When it crossed over into that, like parks and rec and the office mm. and all of mm. the shows that were that type of comedy that mm. were more, were less, um, you know, like sitcom. Sure. Because anytime I auditioned for sitcoms in my whole career, I, I think I just didn't know how to do it. And now I, I see that actually uh, you can be very natural and very big mm. at the same time. And mm. like, so yeah, that was a good, but for me, I, I don't know that time when all those shows came out, I was like, Oh, I could do that. And yeah. that's hey, well, you, you're in Arrested, Arrested Development. In Arrested right? Development. Right? And that's like the perfect example of a yeah. show that uses subtlety and broadness yeah. side by side. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I'd love to get more and more, broad i i mean you know it's it's really fun it's such a mm. it's so funny to not know what you can do yeah. but you sort of like i think i you know and then sometimes a part will bring it out of you and it's hard to know how to practice sometimes like try to get i guess you can't right <laughs> yeah. unless you start doing stand-up comedy or yeah, something yeah, and yeah, you can yeah. practice doing silly faces right <laughs> i could do i could do improv classes or mime mm. even i like jessica lang and certain actors I think Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, they like did proper French mime school wow. and clowning. Nicole and yay. I kind of think, yeah, I feel like that can only. And a lot of actors, they started, you know, would go to like improv, mm. you know, shows. And I, those actors, when I work with them, they are really, really good. Mm. It's funny. Um, the clowning thing became a bit of a trend here. Even here. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, because I think Sasha Baron Cohen had been very public about going to this mm. French clown school. Oh, right. That might have been the one that yeah. Zach Galifianakis yeah. And then all of a sudden, everyone in comedy was like, I'm I going to do that. that. I know. I'm late to the game. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to go to a clown So school. many people yeah. went. A and lot they of our dis- friends. A lot of our friends would just disappear to France for two years and oh, then come man. back kind of doing mime or sort mm. of right. like very this physical comedy. This is one could, thing I've noticed. from do a wall really, really <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Every single one of the people I know that's gone to that school, I've seen all of them mime sucking a penis. Yeah. That's oh. like, I guess that's what they teach they you must there. just oh, teach right. you how to do that over there or something. That's replaced the wall trick. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, good. that's the new, that's the new box. <laughs> There's so one thing I want to ask you about saying anything as well because I think it's like one of the things that really... I think is really unique about it as a teen film is that it's a rare example where there's like most teen films deal with like just the realm of teenagers, like that, that world. But this is one that delves so far into like the relationship with the parents as well. Yeah. I think John Mahoney is like such a brilliant actor. And I think the way that the two of you like build a family together through your performances, just like really moves me. Could you talk to us a bit about what he was like to work with? John Mahoney was so great because he, you know, he was older. He he's um, he just he was kind of private, mm. but 
very friendly, very professional. Yeah. Like he didn't, it was messier with John Cusack and Cameron Crowe in a mm. way. Like there was something about John Mahoney that was very like, he had like, I don't know, like I didn't feel judged at all. Mm. And mm. he was able to sort of be, I don't know, really interactive without it being mm. kind of messier. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but he had some, boundaries, he had boundaries I guess. And mm. some people you feel like when they're not getting to know you and wanting to hang out or talking in between mm. takes or whatever that you're like, they don't like you or mm-hmm. like never felt that he just like, it wasn't like he was trying to be a certain way, but maybe because he was older and he's, I think he grew up in England or some, mm. there's some, who knows why, <laughs> but he was just like really fun and friendly and um, very giving, yeah. but there was no kind of, it was like we were, maybe because it was so clear, we're not going to like become friends really because yeah. we're such an age gap and mm. just, just <laughs> wasn't that kind of thing. So I just think it was like refreshing for me because with John Cusack, we were like, I don't know. There, then there was like, are we going to go out after? Yeah. And like, wh- where's the party or whatever? Mm. It was a little more, not party, we weren't. But, you know, it just a little more like interpersonal. Yeah. So mm. I really liked that. And um, I don't know. He was really just pr- too, super professional and grateful. And his career started like in his 40s or something, I think. Really? Yeah. I think he, well, he was doing theater well. in Chicago, I guess. But oh, I guess he, he, he got has a theater Frasier. vibe, doesn't he? Yeah, a real theater vibe. And um, I just remember one time singing, we both like standards, like old song mm. standards, and he was singing, he loved singing. And so wow. we were singing and he was like, I that's feel funny. like he, he was sings singing. so badly in this movie though. There's a <laughs> oh, scene right. where he's really yeah. singing. Yeah. But he has like Steely a real Dan low, yeah, he's singing, I think on purpose badly. Yeah. But and he, he sings a... very badly on purpose in Barton Fink as well. Mm. Oh, so maybe okay. this guy's faking being a bad singer. I think his fake's bad singing because his hell? voice was... Mega talent. Tremendous actor. Oh no, he's got a low, he's got a real tenor, I guess, mm. alto. When I watched it, I thought immediately... I've got to be nice to my mom and dad now. I'm going to be really yeah. nice to my parents. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just because you guys had such a sweet oh, relationship. Yeah. I thought I've got to be nice to my dad. You I know? know. I think it's really parents and things when there's kids. It's almost like how hard it is to, to show hippies in movies mm. authentically. Mm. I feel like it's so hard when the focus is the kid's life or yep. the teen's life. The parents become these one-dimensional, usually just... You know, they just, they don't usually have weight to them. I mean, I guess I'm thinking of, uh, uh, what's that, John, um, uh, 16 Candles, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. because the character, the parents were very um, amazing actors or something, mm. and there were such characters. I know that movie's problematic in, in a few ways. Now they have pointed oh, yeah, out. We but like, but the 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 pa- grandparents and the parents, I guess, because they're so comedic, they feel mm. like as big as the main characters. But yeah, there's like, there's often it's like the teen stories, and then the parents mm. are like not as I don't know, they're not as well written or something. Yeah. But in this, I think the dad was so he was so well written and. I think it's a very complicated character. It would have been so difficult to like capture both angles of like the sweetness and him doing everything for you, but also it being, you know, a mask that he's wearing as yeah. well. Yeah. And, and yeah, so we were sweet with each, I think also, well, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. I think we, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. We had just like a warmth as people toward each other. Mm. So that came through. But yes, and it's interesting those... I just saw the that college scandal documentary, yeah. and mm. so it's it's that it's a kind of an interesting topic, mm. like having a parent have a secret, secret yeah. thing going yeah. on, yeah. and you're just yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, I had a quick question about River's Edge, if you don't mind. Um, mm. That film, I love it. It's so relentlessly dark at times. <laughs> <laughs> Did you carry any of that? emotion with you after you made the film like what was the feeling like on set we were i think when you when teenagers get jobs they're so psyched in a way (laughs) so i think everyone was really happy to be working you know crispin glover was thrilled to do a character Mm. um keanu reeves it was like i think i say it was his first film and i think it was i think he'd done maybe one tv thing in canada so he was also thrilled but no one was Everyone was kind of subtle personalities. No one was like obnoxiously like, we're making movies. But so I think that made though you know made everyone kind of kind of happy. Mm. So mm. that was there. And then the director, um, he was like a real intellectual type and and odd. And I think he was also really happy to be make, making something, you know, with Dennis Hopper. So we were all kind of like this is going to be cool and good. Mm. And and I don't know if we knew what it was going to be. We we thought it was like a comedy. When we mm. saw the first screening, we were all laughing oh. <laughs> at Crispin and just like, you know, like, well, you know, he, he like pretty funny when it. he's like passing out with the pills in his mm. mouth, we were just like amazing. We were so into his performance <laughs> and the audience were like, shocked and crickets and like i think the audience were like what monsters you know are you because i think we really thought crispin was so amazing mm. and he was but we were we were so into it so i, I remember being really stunned like oh people hate this like hate him yeah and, right. you know because he they like there were quite a few reviews that the movie was you know intelligent and whatnot mm. but and, and important or something mm. or other, but that Crispin ruined it, you know, but we were like, oh, really? what? I can't, was, I can't yeah, picture I mean, it without him. Yeah. And, uh, but I think Sacramento, it was creepy. Like also mm. the murder actually did happen near where we were filming, mm-hmm. which wasn't like a big publicized murder, but it was uh, already just knowing teenagers would, and people get, you know desensitized Mm. i mean and that's a heavy subject that part of it was really like that you could not see anymore what's right and wrong because you're just so you're so wounded and you've just Mm. had to you're so shell-shocked from life and a bad life whatever yeah so that was you know i mean we all knew that that was kind of heavy but like i was friends i mean now having a body the dead dead character front and center looking kind of beautiful Mm. like that's kind of off i never thought of it someone pointed that out recently that that was sort of weird you know but (laughs) she was that woman was really into it she was like listening to kind of like organ music and she was sort of getting into the part (laughs) like she was sort of like punk and she was like she was um we were friends you know everyone was sort of friendly but yeah sacramento so that it's a sort of it's beautiful, but it's kind of 
it's a heavy vibe there in a certain way mm. so so yeah it had a heavy vibe yeah that's cr- so funny to me to imagine you guys all laughing and having oh a my good God. time <laughs> and then, turning around and then all right, <laughs> action <laughs> discover yeah. a body yeah that's crazy uh, <sighs> do you think they'd ever make film like that now i mean i guess yeah there's well like there's Harmony Corinne and mm. I mean I don't know That's if they cool. would do it like I guess you would do a stylized cool movie or you would do a sincere movie mm. I suppose mm. or a or a sort of moralistic style like a movie that's more I don't know I guess that's a certain I don't know I guess that movie was supposed to be artistic and dark yeah about that subject so it is kind of a weird it's a it was subject it seems to, take. to me. I rewatched it the other day. That that era, the late eighties, early nineties, mm. you got River's Edge. Not long later, you got Larry Clark's Kids, and yeah. then Harmony Kareen's career comes yeah. out of that. And that is this era of look look at this desensitized youth. Mm. Look yeah. at them; they don't they don't even care that there's a dead body in front of them. Yeah, I feel like nowadays. I never seen movies made like that about yeah. young people. Yeah. I mean it's I mean it's it's nice like there was the whole like freaks and geeks and then this mm. whole like comedy like the you know Michael yeah. Sarah and yeah. all of yeah. this where it's kind of more it's like these smart mm. you know nerdy or whatever kids. So mm. it's kind of it's warmer for sure. But yeah, it's true. It's uh I mean that movie Thirteen, but they're more. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I never saw it, but yeah. I guess it's. Is it? I don't know. It's like it's we, not exactly. Who, what did we watch by? Uh, we watched Twilight by Catherine Hardwick. Oh, Twilight! <laughs> yeah. I never. Catherine I Hardwick. finally. She made Twilight as well. Yeah. Wait. So she the per, Twilight the the vampire. Yeah. yeah. She made Thirteen, and then she made Twilight. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. I finally saw it because my nineteen-year-old. They are so into the Twilight series and mm. they know full well that it's absurd, <laughs> yeah. but they yeah. like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. I think it's a modern camp classic. Yes. Like I do screenings of it where I get other comedians to talk over it yes. with me and it's like Amazing. the most fun I've ever had in my entire oh, yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, it's very, it's, it, it did well mm. in a straightforward way. And then now yeah. it's like, it's iconic. Yeah. 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 It's a grown whole, whole new way. life. I only saw, well, no, I did actually, I did see three because we were in quarantine, mm. I saw one. Yeah, oh, a dream quarantine movie to go through all of them. Oh, <laughs> I know. I almost scenario. would do quarantine again just to like. <laughs> it was really fun. There's one other teen movie that you're in that I just absolutely adore, and I would be remiss not to talk about is Gasford and Lodging. Oh with yeah, Bulk. Yeah, I think that's like a masterpiece. I think yeah. that's such a cool movie. Yeah, that's a that that director is great and. Again, yeah, that time of like indies, it was mm. just this sort of. Um, it's funny. It was, uh, you know, dark but 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 earnest, and yeah. I don't know. It was just There's a lot a of people loving filmmaking in a yeah. very earnest way. Yeah, like all the people just really. I don't know. It 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 was and a not grungy, but it was there was it was just a well. She, the director of mm. that, is just so cool. Yeah. Um and unique like she's such a unique person but uh yeah that was really uh a fun because we went to a small town in new mexico and Mm. certain locations like when you're with people you like on location before everyone's like 
I need this and that and you know my room and where am I staying and I've got the kids and mm. when am I going to get back to my city like everyone was sort of I mean there were people on the crew who were married and had kids but yeah. my point of view I was just like <laughs> cool like and then we just you know we're in this small weird town and took over the town in a way yeah. it's so fun mm. And your brother's in it as well. My brother. It was just the best. Yeah. I think, and your performance in that movie is so spectacular because like, once again, you get that realness out of this really like incredible experience that you're going through that just, I think it's amazing. Sorry that, to gush. But no. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's so funny. There was, there was, I didn't have, th- thankfully, I never had like a me too moment, like mm. a straightforward me too moment. But during that whole thing, it was so funny. Um, I mean, not funny, but they said some someone's saying something about someone in that movie, and mm. there was there was this one actor who I do remember when he did a scene, he had ripped pants and his ball was sticking oh out a little, word. and all and and he was sort of sitting on on his truck or whatever, and I I was all I did was I said to the the cinematographer. Mm. Are you seeing that? Because like I don't want to reshoot this. Because like also it's like it was yeah. more just like you like don't need really, to see a scrotum on thirty five. Yeah, million. it was more just like it'll ruin the shot because yeah. it's yeah. distracting. And and I think I said to the um, costume designer like mm. maybe I didn't want to hurt you know. But then later I think that guy. It's funny. I think someone said something about him, but and in the end I didn't say like I actually talked to the director and she yeah. was like. I know it's so weird where women like I want to make sure that whoever's saying that mm. but I was like I just didn't I didn't want to I just was like it was one of those decisions like I'm not going to jump on for some reason unless I it was something also not terrible that he did or whatever mm. but then I was like yeah but he did I wonder if he did that on purpose this is my mm. point I guess like that's if he what was into the thrill mm. the thrill of like uh, you know, like flashers on yeah. a on a subway. Getting your ball into a classic movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The greatest thrill of all. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, and it was like a love. Like we were meant mm. to be like saying goodbye, and I'm like, it's also just distracting. Mm. Like I can't be sincere, but I didn't even say anything. Wow. Like it's so funny. Um, was there ever a point where you felt I need to make an active decision to be to make an adult role? No, I yeah. think it's more a shock when you start playing. Mm. Like it's right. so weird. Like when you are first like get a mom role, and oh, wow. you're like, "Am I that old now?" Like, <laughs> no. And I it took me ages, really weirdly long time to get a script. And they say, like, say, I want you for this or you're auditioning mm. for that. And I start reading it or something. And there's a lo- young character. And I immediately think it's my part. Yeah. And then uh, they're like, no, the mom or the this <laughs> or the, you know, whatever. And it just, it was because I was locked in this, like, teenage. I started as, you know, you get yeah, like. Yeah. So that was more the opposite where I was, like, <laughs> kind of fighting it a little bit. Okay. But I do, I, I guess I, I've i never been typecast intensely. Mm. I could imagine that's um, limiting and frustrating. But I used to envy people who were because I thought, well, it'd be easier to say, we want a, mm. you know, a um, Chloe Sauvigny type or mm. whatever. I don't yeah. know. I thought that's a luxury. That's a nice thing. Because then mm. if you are a type, people will keep offering you, you know. Mm. And I was, I'm still finding like, what type am I in? But then at the same time, it's nice. You have more flexibility 
if you don't have a type. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I think I um. I was more attached to mm. being young, teenage. <laughs> you know, like yeah. It's funny we talk about what you just said in comedy a lot. When you do stand up, people often say, "Oh yeah, like there's the angry guy, mm. or there's the alternative girl, guy, uh, you know, character, or the the quiet one." And I've always felt the same way. That I'm like, God, I don't have a thing. I know. Like, what's my thing? <laughs> Wouldn't it be like easier sell? Like just such an like, easier sell. You know. Hey, I'm the weird guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, you need that type. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. But I think you're right in saying that it's better to be someone who is a bit more flexible mm. and has a bit more range because that's how you grow a lifetime career, right? You yeah. Can, you can evolve whenever you feel like it. Yeah. And like what you're doing, you're doing more comedy stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's I great. think it's, yeah, I think it's, um, I mean, someone said that to me the other day because I was sort of, I wasn't complaining, but maybe it was complaining, but just like, <laughs> oh, I wish I had a type. But yeah, they said the same thing. But yeah, then you, I guess if you may not know what, if you aren't typecast, you may not know kind of, you would just go for stuff. I yeah. mean, the other day I auditioned for a cop and Ben was like, yeah, well, you're not going to get that one. And I was like, <laughs> Why not? Like, maybe I could. <laughs> and he was cop. like, uh, I don't know. He wasn't being mean, yeah. but I just, uh, <laughs> I was like, you know, so I guess, it, <laughs> I mean, it's funny I what you think you yeah. could do. I know. It's like <laughs> I would love you in a Columbo remake. That's what I really <laughs> that would want. would be great. I know. I do look at like, did you ever see Ray Donovan? It's yeah. like, I, that role is like, I would love that role. Like, mm. and it's so funny what you want, what you think you want or what, you know, like just the, the you know, just these quiet, not a lot of lines, mm. just like, t- just, it, just you're observing everything you're, you know, and it's just, I mean, I'm, there are women who play those roles, like in certain, you know, series and movies and whatnot, but it's funny that like what you like versus yeah. what you probably should do. <laughs> it's so funny. Often you're, uh, like for me, at least, I always go, oh, all my favorite actors or comedians are the complete opposite of me. And I could never do what they do, but I wish I could so bad. Yeah. I'm always like, I wish I was like Walton Goggins. And I could just <laughs> pop up in and be a bad guy in a thing and everyone's scared of me. Mm. I'm not scary. I, could, I, could I can't see be that guy. When you did that squint, that looked kind of scary. <laughs> yes. All right. Too it's scary. Official. It's yeah. official. I could do it. Yep. So yeah. um, before we let you go, and by yeah. the way, thank you again. Thank you so, so much. Fun. We could... are not worthy. We'll say it again and again. <laughs> we are not worthy. Um, how do you feel knowing that you are a teen icon? I love that. I mean, how do I feel? That that's I feel excited about that. Um Yeah, I love it. I mean, I've never I haven't had so much kind of, you know, people stopping me to say, "Oh, are you this person?" Like I haven't I haven't had an obnoxious amount of, you know, my freedom mm. taken away. So for mm. me, I I really like it's just the right amount. The like I amount. love it. So when people i mean in fact i'd like a tiny bit more okay like mm-hmm. we can put that out there on the <laughs> podcast. guys if you see ioni in sydney please go up to her <laughs> no i just mean like we went to like a fancy well it was like a, a party a mm. dinner thing and it was like right now sydney's popping off with yeah. like the cream of the there was like a couple of people there i was like well you know taika mm. and then 
you know, Idris Elba. Uh, Elba, really? Yeah. So I was, um, you know, I would love to know for sure, like, they knew who I was, which I probably <laughs> didn't. So <laughs> I would, that would be nice, like, to just sit down at a dinner and just be like, they like me, they know me, you know. Yeah. But it's kind of cool to sort of be, you know, like, yeah. somebody who's sort of, I don't know. I think it's 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 all good, but just my ego would love, like, you know, in those situations yeah. for yeah. people to be like, oh, cool. Well, Idris, if you're listening, ask only about Wayne's World in the DM <laughs> this week. Send it out there. Thanks so much for chatting with us. Yeah, this is fun. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks you so, so much. much. Sure, so that was our chat with real-life screenager Ioni Sky. Ioni Sky and Ben Lee are bringing their variety night of music, comedy, fun, and weirdness to Giant Dwarf as a monthly show here in Sydney. It's called Weirder Together, and Cameron is actually performing at their first one on April 7th. Yes, yes, the rumours are true. I am performing with two of my heroes, and if you click the link in the show description right now, there might just be a few tickets left. Ben Lee himself will be joining us on another episode very soon, talking about the film The Rage in Placid Lake, Mm -hmm. an Australian teen film very close to our hearts. You can join us over at patreon.com slash totalreboot for more podcasting for the pair of us. Also, tickets to my Sydney Comedy Festival show have just gone on sale. I'm playing at the Enmore Theatre from the 29th of April to the 1st of May. It's only three shows, limited seating. I'd love to have you guys there if you could come down. A link to that is also in the show notes for this episode. Tune in to the Big Film Buffet. It's the Netflix podcast I host with Jen Fricker. That's all from us this week, and in the meantime, we'll see you at the frickin' movies, baby.